Hi, this is Eva. This is Macy. We're two friends. Best friends. Best friends who've known each other for over 20 years. And growing up, we were inseparable. But now we're living on two different coasts. So we decided to start a podcast to discuss what's going on in our lives and this crazy world. We want you to come catch up with us as we catch up with each other. Because we want to know, do y'all see this? Welcome back to the Do Y'all See This podcast. This is Eva. And this is Nisi. So welcome back to Do Y'all See This? The second yes. season. Our second <laughs> season. Yay. We are so happy to be back. We have missed y'all. Uh, hopefully you have missed us as well and you are tuning back in with us. First off, I want to go ahead and say happy Black History Month. Um, right. <laughs> so we're hoping that everyone is enjoying their month. Um, right now it is 2.20, so it's almost over. We only have about eight more days left, sad to say. But I do want to wish everyone a happy Black History Month because as everyone knows... And should know, Black history is just history. It is everyone's history. So we are going to be jumping right into this episode today. And we're going to start with a really good and slightly bittersweet memory for Eva and I. Uh, It starts with that. I just want to let you guys know, we were trying to set up a tradition for ourselves. We really wanted to have some type of event that would bring us together that would (laughs) just be something fun that we could do every year. Uh, So we had found this beer, bourbon, and barbecue festival, and it just seemed like it was perfect. It seemed like it combined all the things we liked and we would have a good time. (laughs) So the first year we went, it was at uh, Tyson's Corner, right, Ev? Mm -hmm. okay yep north virginia so we went there and guys when i say it was epic it was the the bar set for all other events they had all the beer all the bourbon i think we only even had like a whiskey um tasting they had all these vendors there they had it was like a there was even a part that was kind of like a, not a flea market, but it was like with food and goods and services, but not like, I think there were some clothes actually. Yeah, I got to take that back. I got to take that back. Yeah. It was perfect. It was great weather. Yep. It was, uh, it was just, it was very awesome. We got I to, I think it was the first, <laughs> I think it was the first year that we played um, Giant Jenga. I never played it before. Yes. Um, and, and as everyone will already know, I'm a dangerous player. Um, (laughs) but I, I, I say this and tell this part to just say how excited we were to go to the next year when we found out that it was actually going to be in our hometown, um, in the, in the vicinity. But (laughs) so when we saw that it was coming, it was no question. It was no we, we literally were just like, okay, can you get here? Yes. Can will I be here? Yes. We're going. We didn't, no one was like, how much is it? Or what time is it going to be? It didn't matter. We were like, we just, we went to this one last year. This one is going to be epic too. It's going to be so bomb. Right. So um, we get there and guys, it is on a working farm and it's, 
definitely has cow pies, like not too far away from where the event is at. So you kind of have to like walk through a field to get to the main place, which was already a, it was, it, it was foreboding for us. Honestly, we should have, we should have, we should have read the signs. We should have read the room. It was definitely a red flag. Uh, so we get there and we we get our, they give, they give you chalices to do the tastings with. So you're not just throwing away cups. You get like something especially made and it's really nice. So we were all geeked up. We had, uh, we had made, uh, <laughs> pretzel necklaces and we had our original chalice on. We were ready for our new chalice. Like it was going to be a thing. We we're going to have like chalices for the years. Right. <laughs> and so we're just like all gun call. Like we are just so excited, so excited. Like we know, we know the, the greatness that this event can be. And we get in there and it's not as great. It's not that many vendors. It is extremely hot. There's not like a cool area. There's not really enough benches. Um, There was a whole thing of eating a whole pig. Like everyone gets in line for that. And it's always like a big draw. And it was like, okay, we understand that's a big draw, but all 500 people who are here should not be in this line. And then right (laughs) next to that line is the one and two vendors that they have. So everyone is literally crowded around each other. We're all next to each other. It's probably where COVID started, but whatever. So suffice to say, it was really a, a letdown. So after a certain point, Eva and I are just like, uh, I look over at her and I wasn't feeling too good. Like the heat had really taken it out of me. Um, and it's just that when you were, I think we were coming down off the high of being so excited anyways, and there wasn't anything there. There wasn't like um, some activity to ride us through it or something, oh. some food over here or something to drink over here. It was literally just like us in a lull. And then the cool area, guys, I promise you, was in this like greenhouse tent and big fans. Imagine hot, hot heat. 400 of your non-best friends. <laughs> <laughs> All sweating in this room that is built to be hot. Like, it just was not thought out well. So, like I said, at a certain point, I was like, hey, Ev, you know, you just want to you wanna get on out of here? We definitely did. Um, we didn't even eat all our pretzels and everything. Like, I said, it was just a mm-hmm. bus. So, we ended up coming back to my house. We got back um, to my house, and we were sitting there, and I was like, you know, you, you want to just go to sleep? You want to take a nap? And Ev was like, yeah, let's do this. And guys, me and Eva had a nap date. Like it was <laughs> the best moment. Like we, and, and this is not one of those like, oh, we're going to conversate. Is that a word? It doesn't matter. We're going to converse until we go to sleep. And, you know, we'll end up not even really sleeping because we're talking so much. No, no, no. This was. Uh-huh. We are asleep. <laughs> Basically. Pull the cover up and knocked out. <laughs> Eva was on one couch, I was on the other, and it was sublime. At one point in time, the mister came home and he just walked in. He was like, what's going on? And we just looked up like, oh, we're sleeping and went back yeah. to sleep. 
It was so good. It was just, it was perfect. Now, the main reason that we're bringing up this memory today is because we are talking about sleep this episode, guys. We're talking about what's too much, when you get good sleep, how to get good sleep. Um, So when we get back, that's what we're going to be talking about, sleep and napping. All right, guys. And, 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 And let me just say this. When it comes to a nap, I'm a habit. All right. So, Nisi, let's talk too much sleep. Okay. Is there such a thing? I, I, I've heard people say this. I've never really experienced it myself. Like, too much sleep? What do you mean? Like, laying down peacefully, enjoying, doing nothing? Mm. N- no one needing you? Mm. How, how could there be too much of that? I've just never, I've never experienced this in my life. Uh, what do you think? Do you feel like you get too much sleep sometimes? Is that even a thing? No. Too much. Is that even a thing? That sounds, it sounds like a fake thing. Yeah. It sounds like fake news to me. <laughs> um, I am one of those people who's like, I never think that I've had enough sleep. Right. So too much sleep sounds crazy to me. Mm-hmm. All, I want all the sleep. Give me all of the sleep. Exactly. Um. One of the things that does frustrate me and always kind of get, makes me give my coworkers side eye is when <laughs> you return from like a break or from a holiday or from time off and people are like, did you get enough sleep? Did you get all the rest to prepare to buckle down to work? Like, no, I did not get enough sleep. Right. I would rather be at, at home sleeping right now. And when we <laughs> were talking about right when we were talking about this and what made it really odd for me is how people, okay, one, let's just go ahead and state it, that it seems that a lot of people do have, you know, two to three weeks right at the end of the year where they have time off. They're just off of work and they're able to get other things done. I just don't understand how people wrap their minds around that that is the time for sleeping. When we know that the last couple of weeks of the new year, you have Christmas and then you have New Year's. And I mean, depending on whatever religion, you have other obligations as well. But always in that time, you have something where you're either gift giving or you're having family gatherings. Mm -hmm. So to to commit into that time that yes, in this time where I have everyone at my house, or I'm going to visit a lot of people or I'm rushing around trying to get gifts. Yes. I'm also taking all of this sleep. <laughs> I'm resting up on, I'm getting all this rest. Like, yes, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> definitely not happening. And then at the beginning of the year, some people even have a week before they go back in. I'm not one of those people. I'm working. When people uh, have that time off, they're running into a grocery store where I am. <laughs> So no, I did not rest up. I did not buckle down getting ready for the new year. What I'm trying to do is sleep every day, just a little bit, just a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) So that little bit is actually sometimes called a nap. So we're going to talk about (laughs) sleep versus napping. Uh, As you guys know, we love a good definition here and that ain't changed. So That's right. tell me what a nap is, Ev. All right. So Merriam-Webster defines a nap as to sleep briefly, especially during the day. I like this definition. Mm-hmm. I feel like my best naps are usually those mid-afternoon, you know what I mean? Like those na- afternoon naps when you're not supposed to be sleeping, sleeping. Because it feels like you're cheating, but right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you should be up doing stuff, but it's also like this is the best 
like the best lead. Yeah, because people assume right you're here. doing stuff, so they're not calling. They're not looking for <laughs> you. You can just go ahead and enjoy that nap. It's against the law almost. Yes. It's like, don't tell anyone yes. I was sleeping. So now that we know what a nap is, talk to me about what is sleep. Yes. So Merriam-Webster defines sleep as the natural state of rest Mm -hmm. during which your eyes are closed and you become unconscious. This is so very serious. I love this definition. It's so like on the nose of what people think sleep is, but I I feel like I've been unconsciously sleep and someone will like walk by the room or walk out of the room or turn a light on and I'm wide awake. So I don't know. It feels like this this definition is like telling me there's no like what am I doing then? Yes. <laughs> what am I doing then? Because <laughs> clearly I'm not asleep. I heard this person get up. I heard this person go to the bathroom. I heard this person open the door. And now I'm back asleep, I feel like. So I don't, like, what am I doing? (laughs) So since I don't know what I'm doing there, we're going to knock back over to napping. And I know you found, like, some health benefits and some tips. Uh, We really want to break down a little bit what, like, what type of naps are they? Because we all know we've all had those moments where we're like, I didn't get sleep in this nap or this mm-hmm. amount of time wasn't enough. So let's figure out like what napping is. So the Sleep Foundation, which is one of the resources we'll be talking about today, <laughs> um, actually has five different types of naps, which I, every time I read through this, I was like, oh, of course, yes. So nap number one is the recovery nap. We all know the recovery nap. That's our, yeah. our we need to catch up on some sleep. So we're going to go slide some sleep in real quick. Yeah, you're kind of exhausted nap. and you just need that yeah. sleep. Yeah, that's right. Um, prophylactic nap, <laughs> which is. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You are a 12 year old boy. I am a child. <laughs> I am a child. Um. Before you get in, I just want to ask, because it didn't sound like you used a, a, maybe I heard the word wrong, but it definitely sounded like you said prophylactic nap. And I've just heard that word used other places in my life before. So I'm just making sure, is that the right word? It it is. Okay. Okay. It is. This nap is in preparation. Is it for <laughs> sleep loss? It's to prevent sleepiness, like your prophylactic that you're thinking of. Got it. Helps prevent. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yes. So yes. Number three <laughs> is your appetitive nap. Appetitive nap. <laughs> now, Ev, once you tell us what this is, I'm gonna tell you guys what I'm calling this one. Yes. So our appetitive naps are taken for the enjoyment of napping. These are those very nice, soothing, relaxing, like improvement of mood and energy level naps. These are like, when we think naps, this is what I think of. Yes. To me, this is the appetite nap. This is the one where you are getting just a little taste because you you enjoy it so much. You get to mm, you get to sample it. Um, I always like to say like sometimes my thoughts are so fat. Like I'd be like, this is the good one. Like yeah, this is gonna be a good nap. Like it's delicious. So this is the appetite nap. <laughs> so and nap number four is called the fulfillment nap, 
mm-hmm. which you see in children and toddlers so nap time more than adults yeah so nap time this is like scheduled you need to sleep because otherwise i cannot handle you <laughs> yes 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 um yeah so our last nap is the essential nap and this is like when you are sick and you have a greater need for sleep but your body will literally just knock you down and be like you need to sleep so that you can recover so that i can do all of the the infection fighting Mm -hmm. and healing stuff that you need so this is like illness naps which can also be pretty nice too yes those things (laughs) it's um yeah i i agree with you like it's, it's weird when you have those essential naps because mm-hmm. a lot of times with those, you don't even realize that you're napping. Like you just find yourself mm-hmm. waking up. And I think that's the part that makes it so essential is because your body is just doing what it needs to do to get you yes. right. So I, I definitely see that as a, a beneficial thing from an essential nap. What are some other benefits that you were able to find about mm-hmm. napping? Let's talk benefits. Right. So there are four major benefits. Um, reducing sleepiness, of course. This is literally what a nap is for. Mm-hmm. Like that's what sleep is for. Yeah. Um, so napping also helps to improve learning. Mm-hmm. Because you are restful, you can actually absorb more information and, and retain that information. Aiding in memory formation. Right. Yeah, and then also regulating emotions. I thought the first one and the last one were my two favorite. Yeah, definitely. One, I'm always sleepy, <laughs> so any chance I can get to reduce sleepiness, I will take. And regulating emotions. I am a grumpy person. Like, I need my now, sleep. I need naps. That is one of the, the funny things about the regulating your emotions here because yes, um, I was telling Eva how it's just crazy how in life there's always two things that you're always told. It doesn't matter what's going on. If you don't feel good, if you're, if, if you, someone says you need an attitude adjustment, it's always two things that are offered immediately. You need to go ahead and get some sleep. You need to go ahead and go ahead and take your tail to sleep or mm-hmm. you need something to eat. You need to put something yes. on your stomach. Like it's just <laughs> these instant, instincts in us that automatically tell us okay something's not right about our emotions something's not going right here i need to eat or i need to sleep or both and it's always been like that whether you're a child whether you're a full-grown adult whether you're older someone is always telling you put something on your stomach you'll feel better go ahead and take some rest you're gonna feel better so it's just like good to actually hear that that's just not a saying but that it actually is beneficial So we're going to go into some do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. for healthy adults regarding napping. And this actually comes from the Mayo Clinic. I know. So it's a very good resource. We love the Mayo Clinic. So the Mayo Clinic says, do keep your naps short and give yourself time to recover from those naps. Um, They say that you should aim for a nap of 10 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. because the longer you nap, the more likely you are to feel groggy afterward, which has an actual term called sleep inertia. And you know that moment when you wake up from a nap and you're like, I don't know what is going on. And y'all are talking to me and shut up. <laughs> those are those moments when you wake up and you're like, is it still Tuesday? Is yes. it? <laughs> it's dark outside. Is this is this morning time? What, what time is it? Like you're too groggy. So you don't want to go too much 
past 10 to 20 minutes because then your body actually, I guess, I feel like your body's trying to uh, transition to sleep then. And so then you're snatching yourself out of it. So that's the, yeah. that, that's what's going on. So the new next do is to take your naps in the early afternoon. Okay. Uh, so the Mayo Clinic says that you should keep your naps earlier because you don't want to interfere with your nighttime sleep. So don't nap after 3 p.m. That's going to interfere with your nighttime sleep, guys. Um, but you know what? You also have to take this into account of what your schedule is. Because let's Correct. say you're a person who works nights or you're overnight work stalker or something like that. Obviously, the 3 p.m. is not, that's going to be probably your best time for you. So mm -hmm. you just have to be aware of um, making these do's and don'ts actually personalized to what will be helpful for you. Now, the next right. one is one of my favorites. Yes, it's to do create a restful environment. Yes. So, yes. Um, for me, setting a restful environment is being able to come home take a nap, uh, take a nap, obviously, but come home. I want to um, hop in the shower, get clean. Then I turn on a heating pad in the bed, pull the, oh, I just got, I, I told everybody earlier, I just got a, a weighted blanket. So I, before recording today, I had um, decided that I was going to try it out. And I, when I say, uh, it's automatically now part of the routine. There's nothing I can do about it. The way I rested, the mister came in, he said that he was talking to me and the next thing he knew, I was just snoring. Like I was actively in the conversation and the next thing I know, I was just waking up. It's epic. It's perfect. So I feel like um, for me, I'm not a person who has to have a quiet room. I'm not a person who has to have, you know, no motion around me. I literally can go to sleep anywhere anytime standing up sitting down it doesn't matter um the more uncomfortable the quicker i can go to sleep <laughs> so to actually find myself setting up an environment for myself to go to sleep in is you know um it's better probably healthier <laughs> since i can go to sleep any kind of way so I, I i'm definitely with this one i like that so yes i think that's a good one to end on so we're gonna I'll go ahead and break here mm -hmm. and when we come back we're gonna talk the longest someone has ever slept. Yes. Good sleep. All right. And we're going to talk some statistics. Yes. Statistics. All right. We'll be back. I don't have no friends because I like to be in the bed. I'm for the sheets, not the streets, baby. All right. We are back. And... We're talking about sleep today, guys. Uh, we're talking about napping. We're talking about the benefits you can get. And, you know, just breaking down a little bit of what actual good sleep is. So before we get back in, we want to discuss someone who apparently was getting good sleep. Uh, <laughs> tell me about the story, F. Yeah, so in 2017, seven-year-old Wyatt Shaw from Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, had fallen asleep on a Sunday night at the start of October following a wedding. The next day, his mother was unable to wake him, and then he just kept falling asleep for 11 days straight. Um, so he was tested, and they were looking for some kind of medical reasoning for this, and there was none. <laughs> um, so he ended up recovering and being fine, so there was no issue later, but he slept for 11 days straight. That's crazy. I think he must have had very good dreams. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> a 
11 days straight. 11 days is a long time. I think we have to, they may have to slightly investigate this wedding that he fell asleep at. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, he got into, you know, the... <laughs> any, the pan, yep. yeah. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, you know, it is known to put somebody to sleep every now and again. 11 days, I don't know about that, but his little system, his little system may not have been able to take it. So I don't know. They were looking for some scientific reason and it was just right in their face there, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about good sleep. So let's discuss. Yes. Um, For me, I can kind of tell before I go to sleep, whether or not I'm going to have good sleep because it's something about what well, I call it the fall and it's just funny that I'll be laying there and I, I feel myself I don't know if everyone feels themselves falling asleep but I physically will feel like a slight nudge down like I'll feel myself like depressing into the bed like it's I and and we have a firm bed so it's not actual falling but I'll feel myself actually fall and it's so good like you can feel it you're like oh yes this sleep is gonna be so good it's gonna be so delicious i'll start smacking a little bit like i know i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> it's so childish of me uh but i i just know that i'm gonna so enjoy it um can you tell before you go to sleep that you that it's gonna be good sleep Not- always right before but there's always a moment like right as I'm falling into sleep where it's like oh I'm gone like I am a goner <laughs> like I'm out mm-hmm. this is <laughs> me signing off um so yes and then there's always that that one moment right before and you're like oh this is about to be really good and you just hope no one interrupts like don't <laughs> talk to me don't tell me to go into the like if I'm on a couch leave me where I am and let me I am that person. I don't know how I do it, but some way, somehow, when the mister is fall doing the fall and he can feel how good that sleep is going to be, I, I don't know how, but I that's the exact moment I'd be like, hey, babe, don't you want to go to 7-Eleven? Hey, come on. You, you can't sleep right here on the couch. Hey, babe, can you hand me my shoes? Like it, it never fails. And he'll just open his eyes and look like, what are you doing? I was right there. And so as, as much as you hate that moment, I'm the person who always does it. And I don't know how. I, it's, it's a special talent I have. I mean, it can be, you know, a gift or a curse. Yes. <laughs> I bet you get cursed. <laughs> more, more times than often it's seen as a curse and not a gift, not a gift. <laughs> so we're talking about good sleep. Yeah. Um, so the National Institutes of Health actually has a really great article about good sleep for good health. And they mm-hmm. have a couple of really great quotes. Um, one from Dr. Mariska Brown, who's a sleep expert at the National Institutes of Health. She says, there is more to good sleep than just the hours spent in your bed. Healthy sleep encompasses three major things. One is how much sleep you get. Mm-hmm. Sleep quality is the second, that you get uninterrupted and refreshing sleep. And the last is a consistent sleep schedule. And all I could think was consistent. See the face consistent. This feels like that TikTok challenge where they're like, no woman has all five. (laughs) Like 
No, you're right. I don't know anybody who has all three. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm definitely not consistent with the amount of sleep that I get. I think I'm more consistent with not getting a full night's sleep, to be honest. Like, it's it's more believable that I'm not going to get all my sleep. The mister is always saying, you need to get more sleep, you need to get more sleep. And I think possibly, like, on my days off, that's probably why he's so forgiving of, like, if I'm posted, like, uh, if I have appointments or anything. Because he's like, you as long as you get your sleep, we're good. Because most of the time, I, I do run myself a little ragged. But I'm trying to get better in the new year, guys. It's not a resolution. But, hey, I uh, know we're all trying right. to get better, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So in the same article, they talk about another sleep myth that I think we are all slightly guilty of. Mm -hmm. I just said you can. Yeah, that you can catch up on your sleep on your days off. Researchers are finding that is not true. They wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Let me stop. No, no. You never really. You you don't believe the scientists. (laughs) You don't really ever get it. You know what I'm saying? It's just the thing of you trying to not feel exhausted. So you say you're catching up on your sleep, but it's not really, that's not really what you're doing. You're really just trying to get to an even keel, I feel like. Like, I don't want to feel like if I go do one thing, I'm like, oh, I need to go back home. Now I'm already an introvert. So it is nothing to me to be like, I'm in the house. But sometimes when you there's things you got to get accomplished, it's like, but I'm so tired. Like, I really feel like if I do this one task, I'm going to have to come back. I'm just going to have to get some sleep. So, I mean, trying to catch up on it is, um, even though it's technically not something that's happening, it is a true feeling. Yes. So we're going to talk a couple more sleep myths. And mm-hmm. my favorite two are going to be sleep math. Mm-hmm. You know about that sleep math. Yes, I do. So sleep math is when you are laying in the bed and you are looking at the clock and you say, if I go to sleep right now. Right now. Right at this moment. Right I now. Four hours and three minutes of sleep. <laughs> I, you're going to hate me for this, but I can do it. I, and I don't know if it's because my mind will say, um, I know it's going to take me two minutes from now to go to sleep. So my mind will be like, all right, so that means I'm getting up at 445. Okay, so I'm going to do this. I got to do that. Okay, so that means that will actually be three hours and 27 minutes. Okay, got it. And my mind will be like, shut down, sleep. So, and I'm out. <laughs> I, <laughs> that is one of the greatest traits, I will say, that my parents have given me. Um, of all the things, when I need to go to sleep, it has to be like something really on my mind to to pull me out of it. So we'll also talk revenge sleep procrastination, which mm-hmm. we've discussed in this podcast before. We have. Uh, so re- revenge sleep procrastination is the fact that you will keep yourself up <laughs> for hours. Hours. Because you think that this is your private time. Like you've been Mm. giving your time to work and you've been giving it to your family and you're just like this three hours in the middle of the night. Yep. That's mine. It's the only time I have for me. What is it? Reclaiming my time. I'm reclaiming my time. (laughs) (laughs) But you are, you are just losing out on that. Yes. And you feel it. And and you know what? I think everyone has had that moment where you've procrastinated to go to sleep and 
you told yourself, oh no, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing this, just doing that, whatever. And then when you finally do get ready to go to sleep, you're like, I could have just went to sleep. I could have just went to sleep earlier and it would have been sleep. Yeah. So um, the last one is sleeping coping mechanisms. Yes. Um, I'm going to talk about mine first. (laughs) I've, I've already told you guys once that I am truly fat in my mentality. Um, sometimes, sometimes, and this is one of those moments. I am so fat in my sleeping coping mechanisms because on the rare occasion that I can't get to sleep and let's say I'm laying there and I really don't toss and turn as much, but my mind will sometimes be going faster than it needs to for me to go to sleep. And what I've started to do (laughs) is, um, this is a safe space, guys. Don't don't play me. <laughs> don't play me. But I will eat my thoughts. So let's say I am laying there and it comes to my mind that I need to, you know, make sure I'm folding some laundry tomorrow. Make sure I'm doing something tomorrow. I will sometimes physically like bite and be like, to, and, and and eat that thought <laughs> just so like it's gone because in my mind like it can't come back like when pe- some people say you know push a thought out your mind my mind doesn't work like that like if I push a thought out it can be pushed back but if I eat it it's gone <laughs> so that's where it, that's where it comes from for me like I'll be like okay I ate that thought that thought's gone and if another one comes in I'll eat that one and that's gone it's literally it's literally like I'm doing emotional eating for sleeping so, which would be very unhealthy if I was actually eating, but I feel like it works out perfect. <laughs> now, Elle, you've got to have something that's just as quirky or weird. I cannot be out here on the stage all alone. <laughs> I mean, not all alone. I will be over here in the wings. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, when I cannot go to sleep or when I'm having trouble falling asleep, mm-hmm. I will visualize a hallway with a bunch of doors Mm. and at the end of this hallway is a door and I will visualize myself reaching out and opening the door and 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 when you open the door it opens into like this dark space with stairs and then literally I will visualize myself walking down these stairs literally I'll be asleep in five minutes I will just, because I will feel myself, like I can feel my body dropping and I can feel all of that, those like physiological, the dropping of walking down stairs into a dark space and I will be asleep. So, sounds to me like you're hypnotizing yourself. I, maybe. <laughs> like, I, this sounds like a technique that we hear about when people are hypnotizing themselves. Well, not when people are hypnotizing themselves, but when people get hypnotized, they normally say something like, imagine you're at the top of a stairwell and you're stepping down yeah. one. And stepping down. <laughs> so that's what it sounds like to me. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the funny thing here about these coping mechanisms to sleep is just how unique they are to each person. This could never work for me. Um, one, I am a child who was brought up under Freddy Krueger movies and Chucky movies. <laughs> so she kind of had me at the walking down a hallway. Okay, I can get with that. Walking down a hallway, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, these several doorways that I got to pass, I 
Ain't gonna happen, buddy. <laughs> the getting to the last door and then stepping into um some dark basement and stepping out. Um, not with Chucky in my childhood. No, sir. I like my Achilles tendon intact and in whole. Like, I can't imagine the things that we run it. Like, this will actually keep my mind running more so thinking of how can I get away from this? How can I not be taken? Because Freddy Krueger's here and now I'm stepping into the basement where Chucky's going to get me. I'm out. I'm out. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, guys. So (laughs) let's get a little bit more into um, what you guys know we love here. Statistics about some sleep. So we're going to go ahead and head back to the Sleep Foundation. Yeah. Uh, so the Sleep Foundation does a lot of studies, and they found that in a normal sleep period, most people experience four to six sleep cycles. We were talking about this earlier, Nisi, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand that. Like, it feels like stop-and-go traffic to me. I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> like, it sounds like you're not going to actually get rest. Like, you would think that yeah. you would go straight into REM. Like, not straight in, but you would think that that would just be, like, your destination. That would be like, okay, that's what I'm trying to get to. And once I get there, I'll stay there until it's time to wake up. But apparently, I'm just in and out of it, in and out of it. And, like, wouldn't that, that would make me feel more groggy. Yeah, I feel, it sounds like you should be more tired after that type of thing. Right. And talking about REM sleep, uh, most healthy adults only get the, the deep REM sleep 20 to 25%. So all of the going in and coming out, all the going, all of the the sleep cycles, literally only a quarter of that time is spent in actual sleep sleep. I don't. Like how are we not all just walking around as zombies. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. Um, you would think that you would get more. Now, yeah. okay, now I wonder if that is contingent on the environment. Like, are, are most people only getting that because they do have the distractions in the room? I wonder. Good question. Yeah. You guys look into that. Somebody's out there looking into that and you you let us know. Hit us up on yes. Facebook and tell us, yes, that's why. Tell us why people aren't getting more REM sleep. So um, 33% of working adults are sleeping six or fewer hours a night. Oh, yes. I'm one of them. That's, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's that's right on the nose for me. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, so, but so it's that, perfect. It, I know. It really, it sounds right. That it's a is, sad it statistic. <laughs> this, is where I will, this is where I will put in, <laughs> sad, sad statistic. Yes. So all of the statistics we have about not getting enough sleep, is too much sleep harmful? Okay, um, I'm I'm open to. Is the next question too much sleep? That you see, the last thing was not getting enough. So it feels like somewhere here we have to find a balance, but it just doesn't seem like too much sleep is like a real thing. So I'm I'm really interested in this. I'm here. Ah, uh, yes, I. So WebMD has a um list of sleep hygiene recommendations to help you get the best sleep. Uh-huh. Ready? Let's go through these. All yes. right. So the first one is to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Eh. No. It's out of here. <laughs> I, it's not going to happen. No. Like, let's be real. 
Mm-mm. Like I don't know who. Um, maybe people who work uh, five days straight and their hours are definitely cemented like at nine they are in the building and at five they are home like if that's you yeah I, I'll, I'll never be able to do that and i'm definitely not going to do that on my day off i'm not gonna wake yes. up at the same time and i'm not no. gonna go to sleep at the same no. time as on a day i would no. work so that one's out for me sorry go ahead <laughs> all right so the next one is to create a relaxing bedtime routine to get your body and mind ready to sleep. I like this one. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about self-care and we talked about like our skincare routines and our evening routines that yeah. kind of slide us into sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting there. I'm not going to lie though. I am absolutely not going to be doing this seven days a week. Oh, girl, It is no. not something I do like at the same time every night. Right. <laughs> I it just... Sometimes I fall asleep on the couch at two o'clock in the morning. Exactly. What my life is. Now, I have to say something here. This perfect bedtime routine, this perfect time to go to bed and wake up, it sounds like um, single people stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, we really don't do married or sleeping shame. I mean, it's not married or single shaming here. Um, but it just sounds like something that you can do and you're like, yes, because I'm the only one in the house. I can say I'm going to wake up at this time. Uh, I'm the only one in the house, so I'll be going to sleep at this time. There's no one whose time is also contingent on you. Like that person is not making time for you. So you stay up longer or you wake up later. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just you dependent on you. So I feel like some of these maybe you know outside of the realm of people who have children or people who have a spouse or a boyfriend who's in the house or or um what's the other term partner partner thank you jeez i couldn't think of that for nothing so but yes anybody who's sharing space with someone yes a lot of this is going to be roommates yes like how can you say like what if your roommate is a person who sleeps at night who who works at night how are you saying every night you're going to like, come on, everyone wants time to themselves. So you're going to have to pick and choose your time sometimes contingent on whether or not the other person is available or not. So, and the next one is stop working on any task an hour before bedtime. Ciao. Um, no, that's not going to happen. Let's be real. An hour. All right. Mm-hmm. Come on now. If, if I have a free hour, I'm doing things. Exactly. I have things to do. And if I've stayed up to work before I go to bed, then why, if I'm stopping at a certain time, right? I'm like, all right, I'm done. And I'll go to sleep. I'm stopping working at eight o'clock and I'm going to bed at nine. Um, Why wouldn't I just keep working until nine? <laughs> or why not just go to bed now? Like, I feel like somewhere between the eight and nine, I'm just gonna go to sleep anyways. So why not go to sleep now? Like now. <laughs> So our next one is to make that environment, which is making yeah. your bedroom dark, quiet, cool, and comfortable. Mm-hmm. I like this one. This one, this one I work with. Like this one, I would mess with. Make sure you got them blackout curtains. Do what you got to do. Um, the next one is absolutely out of the realm of possibility <laughs> for me. Absolutely, <laughs> like out of the realm of possibility. Skip caffeinated beverages within six to eight 
hours of me. bedtime. You can miss me with this one. Miss me. Like especially if they're talking about going to bedtime at a reasonable hour. So when? When is this? When? Like I use coffee and I, I use coffee as a uh relaxation tool. So for me, telling me six to eight hours before I'm even planning on going to bed, I can't ha- like uh, I do what I want. Who you talk to? <laughs> I'm a full I do I do what I want. And I'm going to have this caffeinated drink if I choose to yes. have it. Like I don't even drink coffee in the morning. So if I decide I want to have a three o'clock afternoon coffee, you telling me if I'm planning on going to sleep at nine that I'm like, oh no, I gotta have it before noon. Get out my face. No. <laughs> I, I do what I want. Yes, this next one too. Avoid eating big meals close to bedtime, especially spicy foods. The thing is, what spicy? There's a, there's a large spectrum, yes, of of what spicy. <laughs> I feel like for some of these experts, spicy may be a little salt and pepper. So, um, I I tell you this: if I'm gonna have a meal, one thing you know about me: if I'm gonna have a meal, I'm gonna have some hot sauce on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna stop telling me what's spicy like stop look the next one they say is to exercise at least 20 minutes a day okay that's within okay. Yeah, yeah. understandable but try to do it at least six hours before bedtime so at work like i don't understand <laughs> i don't know these jobs i don't know these careers yes. that these people have it must be the sleep foundation people because for them, <laughs> it must be it. apropos. Like, I want them to show me their day. Like, I want them to vlog their day for me. Show me them getting up, having no coffee, making sure to have it at a certain time. Like, how many alarms must you have to make sure, like, okay, I'm going to bed at 9 to make sure that I'm at the gym at this time. Oh, I also have to get off work at this time. Oh, because what it sounds to me is like, this is some Jetson stuff where you're getting teleported as soon as you're ready to go because <laughs> they're not spending time in their car for transportation. They're not spending time having to go to the grocery store to make this food. Like I am not seeing it here that come on now, get it together. Yes. So a couple of the other recommendations mm-hmm. don't have a computer or TV in your bedroom, but also don't have your tablet or phone in there. <laughs> I don't. I, you are speechless. I, I, I just, just. I have nothing. Nothing. Come on now. Let's get. Yeah, we ain't so, even gotta say nothing. Come on yes, now. Come on now. We ain't even gotta say anything. Now this next so, one is out. <laughs> this next one yes, is out. Is completely out. Make it a priority to get at least seven hours of sleep every night. Who? Mm. I can't remember the last time I got seven hours. Seven. Sleep. What does seven hours <laughs> of sleep look like? Hmm. No. <laughs> now that's not even the one I thought that you were about to say. So let me see. No. I'll, I'll go ahead. Let me hear. Let me hear the next one, and I'll tell you if this is the one. Oh, if you nap, no, no, it short. Uh-uh. Okay, so yes, late day naps can lead to sleepless nights. But the next one is to use your bed only for sleeping and sexing. Oh no, that's not the one either. I'm gonna tell you in a second. Um, I don't know who they. I, you know, I'm tired of them trying to tell me what to do. 
I do what I want. Them, I do what I want. If I want to sleep in my bed, if I want to sex in my bed, if <laughs> I want to, if I want to listen to music in the bed, like stop telling me what I can do in my bed. What if I live in New York? All I have is the bed. Like <laughs> I got, I got a little, I got a little Bunsen burner, and I got a bed. Like you don't know where I'm living. You don't, you don't know me. You don't know my situation. Don't tell me what I can do. Now, the one that I keep saying I think is wild, I thought you were going to say about the sleep diary one. Yes, I sleep diary. Now, no. I thought they told me to stop working know. an hour before I'm supposed to go to sleep, but they want me to now get into a sleep diary. Come mm-hmm. on now. What am I talking about? Hello, sleep. You know, yes. I'm just so interested in you. Hopefully, I'll be able to find you in an hour or an hour from now or an hour when I'm done. Because I have to wait an hour after I'm done with this to then go to bed. I'm like, man, you're going to leave me alone? <laughs> I'm not right, doing a sleep so My favorite one uh-huh. is the very last one. Okay. So the very last one is wear sunscreen and spend time in the sunlight. Hmm. But avoid bright lights hmm. close to bedtime. <laughs> it sounds like a contradiction to me. It also sounds like it's in the wrong list. Yes. <laughs> Like when I heard this, I was telling, I was like, this sounds like a napping type of thing. Like whenever you go on vacation, you go out to the beach and whenever you either come back to the cabana or you decide to go up to the room after you've been out the beach for like a few hours, you've been tanning as you guys already know. Yes, I tan. Um, and yes, I do use my sunscreen. So, but you're out there and you, you do, the sun does take a toll on you. And then you normally go in, you have a good nap, and then you're ready for the rest of the night. Like, you get up and you're ready. So, to me, this is a weird thing to say to do before bedtime. And i yes. just now thinking about it. Maybe this is for people who run in the afternoon or something. Well, that's not us. I don't I, girl, <laughs> do that. <laughs> girl. Girl, you know so, y'all me. know I am pro sunscreen. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this was just... I don't understand it. So we're going to move on. All righty. <laughs> so guys, we are going to be heading into your favorite section of the show, which is our Do Y'all See This Moment. And we have actually decided to expand this moment and we will be transitioning it over into our YouTube channel, which is going to be our Do Y'all See This pod on YouTube. It's where you will have the opportunity to catch up a little bit with us on more current events with real-time news and some pop culture reactions from us. It's just going to give you an opportunity to um, see what we would think about things that are going on right then. Instead of, you know, sometimes we pull up um, stories or um, site statistics and stuff that is, you know, already happened. We're going to talk about some things that are a little more current there. So don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification button every week so that you can catch up with us as we catch up with each other and the current news. All right. So moving into the Do Y'all See This Moment of the Week. Did you see that? 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 So we are very excited to be talking about this. Do y'all see this moment? 
Um, so earlier we talked about the boy who slept for 11 days. Mm-hmm. Now we are going to be talking the complete opposite story and talking the boy who stayed awake for 11 days. How, how crazy is that? That we, that is actually a story guys. So in 1963, two high school kids were on their Christmas break and they planned an experiment. They wanted to beat the world record. For staying awake, which at that time was held by DJ in Honolulu, who had managed just under 11 days. So on January 8th, 1964, 17-year-old Randy Gardner had managed to stay awake for 11 days and 25 minutes. Mm. <laughs> Sounds and like the worst without, thing in history. Yes. Without any kind of chemical assistance, he had a couple Coca-Colas, evidently. <laughs> Oh, you hold on. You yeah. said 1964. Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it back then. I don't know if it had it back then. Okay, maybe. They might have pulled maybe. it out by then, but maybe they might not have pulled it out of the secret. Maybe he didn't know. <laughs> maybe he didn't know he was being assisted. Go ahead. <laughs> so my favorite part of this story is that he was actually being monitored and tested by doctors during this 11 days. Mm-hmm. Um, after this experiment, he slept for 14 hours. And even though he claimed no side effects, he suffered from insomnia for decades after. <laughs> His body said, oh, you don't want it? <laughs> you yeah. won't get it. You won't get this sleep. Basically, mm-hmm. one of the doctors who was monitoring him had him counting back from 100 during the 11 days. And at one point, he got to 65, completely forgot what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, sleep deprivation is no good yeah. for you or your cognitive abilities. At all, at all. Because he really went and said, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine. And they looking like, can you get up off that ceiling, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we would love to hear your preference, sleeping or napping, uh, by using our hashtag DYSTM at YallPod on Twitter, or you can reach out to us on Facebook at Do Y'all See This to tell us how you plan and set up your ideal sleep environment. We'll be posting some of our favorite things to do to get good rest on our Instagram at Do Y'all See This Pod all one word, no spaces. And don't forget to check out our YouTube this week for some short bestie conversations about real things that are happening. If you have suggestions for future moments, questions, or just want to give great feedback, you can reach out to us at do y'all see this pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us wherever you listen. All five stars. We thank you in advance. And we would love for you to leave us some comments on our YouTube at Do Y'all See This Pod. So thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch up with you next time. Bye.